Hello and welcome back to the podcast for the recently deceased. I am Nate Roberts. And with him as always, Rodney. What's up, brother? Oh, not too much, Rod. It's been a long time uh, since we've sat in these chairs. Um, hopefully, you know, some people are excited that we're back. Um, I got married uh, last hey. week, two weeks ago, something like that. Uh, who can remember? Who it's, wants to It was remember. so long ago. The um, beginning of the rest of your life. The beginning of the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. Life. It was uh, great to see happen. Yeah, I'm so glad you were there. Um, thanks for turning out. Uh, <laughs> it was a great time. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about Cobweb. Um, I heard nothing about this movie, right? Like uh, it just came out. Of, it just came out of nowhere. One day it was, it didn't exist. The next day it was on, I think Hulu. Yeah, it hit all the streaming platforms pretty quickly with the. Well, it dropped the same week of uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie, and so that obviously set it up for success at the box office. And they're like, yeah, well, what are we gonna do? And so they just dumped it on all the platforms. So, right. cobweb. An eight-year-old boy tries to investigate the mysterious knocking sounds that are coming from inside the walls of his house, unveiling a dark secret that his sinister parents have kept hidden from him. Directed by Samuel Bowden, written by Chris Thomas Devlin. And this is starring Lizzie Kaplan, Anthony Starr, uh, two people that you will recognize, and Cleopatra Coleman, playing the would-be heroine of our boy's story. So, yeah, man, it came out of nowhere. It was released at an awful time, and uh, it wasn't until after I watched it where I was like, this is crazy. This could have been a bit of an instant classic, maybe if it had been, you know, marketed properly. Yeah, I think if more people saw this uh, in the theater, more people definitely would have been talking about it. I mean, I know that sounds very uh, obvious, <laughs> but uh, it wasn't bad. Like in a, in a year of so much bad horror, it was it was good. It was it wasn't great, but it was good. And more people should have seen it. More people should be talking about it. Um, you know, obviously, I I enjoyed it. Um, no, I um, I think overall, I think I'm more critical of it. But I feel like I it had all of the right elements that I would want in a. Uh, a Halloween movie, a horror movie in general, and a, a palatable one that I could introduce people to to just have fun, one that I could put on on a Saturday afternoon while I'm doing cleaning in the other room or something else. It's nice ambiance for the season. Uh, it does a lot of goofy things, and so that's why you can't take it too seriously or you're not too worried about that aspect of it, but it executes a lot of things well, and it's entertaining to watch. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not trick-or-treat, but it feels similar to the vibe of Trick or Treat just due to all of the Halloween moods that are on screen. So yeah, I, the, I loved that part of it. This would have been an excellent like <clears throat> early October release. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely would have gotten more attention, I think. Yeah, I think that's what's made people notice it is that it's been so bizarre the way that it hit. And the people that did watch it, they're like, yeah, this 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 is our movie that we would want to watch and uh, it's just not happening at the right time of year. So, but that's fine also because there's been such an awful year of releases that it kind of coming when it did. In, uh, what is that? Was that June at that point? Um, 
when yeah, it did drop, it, it was kind of ago. like invigorating because it was like, yes, I've been watching garbage and this was not as much garbage as everything else has been. So it was really a nice palate cleanser, an aperitif or, or whatever, a mousse-bouche. An amuse-bouche, yes. The amuse-bouche, too, I think, for me, it was Talk to Me. I watched Cobweb, and then, like, the next day, I watched Talk to Me. So, sure. Uh, yeah, which we'll be doing in a, in a few episodes from now. Yeah, um, apples and oranges. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But they were, you know, still uh, still both enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me your rundown <laughs> and your overall feelings. All right, sounds good. Okay, uh, Cobweb, um, a title so simple and a journey anything but. In a world brimming with horror stories, this film dares to turn off homes into, turn our homes into echoing chambers of dark secrets. It reminds me of classics like The Shining, where buildings breathe and pulse with malevolence. We're led by young Peter, an embodiment of every child's fear of the unknown. With him, we dive into a web of mysteries. You know those eerie childhood nights when harmless shadows took monstrous forms? Peter's journeys feel like a twisted nod to those bedroom walls, teetering between innocence and sheer terror. The parents? Their duality kept me guessing. Protectors or predators? Maybe a bit of both. The film does stumble, treading paths horror aficionados might find familiar, and sometimes I wish the pacing had been a little tighter. Uh, to keep your heart racing from scene to scene instead of lagging uh, a bit as it did. Uh, The climax was hauntingly ambiguous. Um, Cobweb, for me, uh, wasn't just about scares, but it blurred the lines, uh, family bonds, and hidden traumas. Uh, Not a perfect film, but a reminder that sometimes terror is closer to home than we think. I gave Cobweb six spoonfuls of rat poison out of ten. Excellent take, Nate. Uh, I love it. Uh, well said. So, uh, for me, uh, I think Cobweb cements, cements itself as a film that I'm going to watch during spooky season. Uh, all of the things that you've mentioned uh, in the, the prose column are valid and accurate. I would add, maybe more specifically, the cinematography of the film and the, the vibe of the film is on point the tropes and everything that it uses sometimes uh you accept it and it's fine it doesn't bother you but there are times where it kind of pulls you a little bit away or the you know the the veil when you're seeing behind the curtain a little bit too much because you know uh what to expect or the next beat you can feel uh and that might kind of a hard-nosed horror fan is going to be like go one of two ways either like annoyed that they've noticed it and takes them out or they acknowledge it and it's like, yeah, this is fine. And cause it's done well. Uh, the buildup is excellent. The perspective of the child is executed to a high level. Uh, there's so many shots of the inside of this house. And it made me think of when we watched uh, malignant where this small house now has this massive interior. This movie does the same thing. The shot where the child is coming down the stairs and you are blasted with that giant shadow of the parent. So preposterously large making no sense whatsoever, but it aesthetically looked awesome. Uh, All kinds of decisions like that are made that are just like, well done. But all the other things, uh, the story and the plot, the actions of the the substitute teacher, I couldn't help but be extremely annoyed with having been in it, being in education, knowing that this is just never something that's ever going to happen. Uh, The pumpkin patch in the backyard that makes no real sense, but it just looks really cool. 
It's just weird stuff is happening, and it's all piled on there, and it's done well enough where you're not annoyed. And the climax, I thought, was, like, extremely satisfying, the way that it kind of just punctuates all the right tones at the very end with just some, like, straight-up violence and the ambiguity of actually what's going to evolve, uh, happen to our lead uh, in the future is kind of a, a nice comforting take where things are normally tied up in a package where you're like, yes, this is exactly how you should perceive the events and just leave us now. So I'm landing at Cobweb uh, at a four uh, critically. However, I will say that this is definitely a guilty pleasure type movie where I feel feelings for it that are more akin to a six or even a seven because I enjoyed it a hundred percent. Four is not saying you will not like this movie. I think you will like this movie. I just think that it's worth that rating. If that makes sense. All right. All right. Unfair. I mean, I mean, maybe, yeah, I, I, maybe I can't say that. <laughs> I think I it's think kind the, of a dick move. I think the, I think the four is a little bit of a dick move, but uh, I have to, I have to agree with you um, on the cinematography. This felt like malignant, yeah. With with a small cast, the smell like mm. a bud, a budget James one movie in a in a house, you know the kid was the kid's performance was like, uh, like perfect. Yes. Um, Lizzie Kaplan, who who I've loved since since before Cloverfield, um, you know I think I just recently not recently but the most recent thing I remember her from was that episode or that episode the season of um, Castle Rock where she plays the young uh, Kathy Bates character from Misery and uh, mm-hmm. I mean she Andy just Wilkes. yeah 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 she just rocks that character um, yeah and you see you see a bit of that character I think in this character um, a bit of that performance uh, echoed there and then uh, the guy who plays Homelander is, <laughs> is he's just so like perfect. he's it's so perfect. Guy. He's so perfect. He's, he's just, just a, a like a, like like at hiding the fact that he's a psychopath is like mm-hmm. his it's his shtick. He's been typecast as the guy who can appear completely normal and and become psychotic on a dime and you believe it. Yeah, I think that that. <laughs> I mean, we'll get into heavier spoiler territory here, but like the turn that the movie takes, um, it's not as if you, you kind of know something's up the whole time. But like, whenever they start to deal with the lock on the door to the basement to put the kid in, it was like an abrupt kind of like I didn't see it going that direction. Like, oh, so they're gonna, like, I knew something was weird, but I didn't know that they were gonna put him in this weird spot. And then I'm like, that was that was messed up. That, and, when, and, and, that and when they throw turn. him down there, I think the first thing you think is. They've done this before. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like they didn't just have this kill room. Like, they didn't just be like, oh, we need to build a room just in case we need to throw our son down there. They're like, they already had this room. It was already a plan B. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just everything that is happening with the kid, all the other events or the way that they depict certain things, it just makes sense that you're kind of seeing a certain whimsical type uh, stylization with some of those shots that it puts you in that the child's mind like you were kind of uh evoking whenever you were saying uh your review uh it was great oh yeah but no okay so look the teacher it's it's all right, so right, right. so, it so, so real, real quick for for newcomers to the channel after the uh the kind of ambiguous reviews uh which we do quickly uh we get into to some more long form spoiler territory so here we go with the spoilers um rodney 
Yeah, look, the teacher stuff, the teacher angle, I feel like that was just it, they could have spent a little bit more time, maybe talk to an actual person in education to see if this is something that would ever happen. And it, it it's not you're not going to get a substitute teacher that is monitoring a student and is concerned and is then going to visit the house that will not happen right. ever, period end of the movie so find another way to do just make it the regular teacher it doesn't have to be a substitute teacher maybe there's supposed to be a sense of naivete to this person and i guess i get that but like she's got a goddamn halloween hat it's the second day that she's been subbing in this class she's already dressed like she's for halloween and she's reading a storybook i'm like she's looking at a sub plan she's angry she's annoyed she doesn't want to be there she's getting 90 dollars to be there for the day if that and that's in new york she's right. probably getting like 50 <laughs> and it's like you don't care you're so frustrated. You aren't handling that classroom as well as she does. And I, the way she was eating a sandwich and she answers her phone, it was like, you know, the, all the fat classic scenes of like the detective or whomever. There's someone in the background always eating when you yeah. cut them, the guy in the forensic lab. Uh, it felt like that. I thought it was like a cute little thing. But all of her decision making doesn't make any sense. Going to the house at the end and saving. Um, I just felt like that character should have been written a little bit better. It's a, it's a minor gripe. It doesn't sure. stop me from enjoying it, but it was like the teacher inside me. I was yeah. like, no, this mm, it pulled me yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't go that deep because uh, I, I didn't, yeah. I just don't know that much. But I, I do think she was like the most unbelievable character in the movie. Like she, her decisions were were hard to get behind. Um, but you right. know, you needed someone. You need there needed to be a hero for the boy and that was just like the best they could come up with you know they didn't want it to be well, a, ba yeah. a babysitter I mean, she's, or she's very attractive she's wonderful to watch and to uh like it fits like it does seem like this younger innocent type person that can uh reach out to this kid that you want to you feel good about having her on your side or going against this evil mm -hmm. in the house it's just it was not written super well it could have just been just tweak it a little bit, and it would yeah. have been not an issue. Yeah. Okay. So we, uh, you know, we start off with this boy. He's hearing stuff uh, through the walls, mm -hmm. all these weird sounds, and like, like I definitely felt that. Like, I grew up in a small trailer. Uh, I think it was like three bedrooms, uh, but they're, you know, they're tiny. I'm, I'm seven years mm -hmm. old. My brother's five in the next room, and, and like the shadows the the sounds like the walls are so thin you know yeah. um not knowing what the sound is what's making the sound where it's coming from that kind of thing it all resonated uh super super hard with me which was which i really enjoyed um then you i was know, gonna ask you did you this is like to the sounds and the walls and everything you're known for your uh, clairvoyance or your your precaution. Uh, ah, yes. <laughs> uh, you can predict movies very, uh, yes. very well. Prognostication I, is the word yeah. I was looking for. So did you see what was ultimately happening? Because okay. for a while I was still along this ghost story. Yeah, yeah. I think I I think I had it pegged as ghost uh, for a while. And then, you know, and then it was like, okay, well, maybe it's a person. I, I hadn't landed on sister until it was revealed. Um, sure. so, so no, um, and honestly, I also, uh, did not see the, the mother being evil either. Like mm. obviously crazy, but in my opinion, crazy from living with being controlled by abused by, etc. the, you know, the psychopath yeah. husband, I didn't think they were both like equally insane and equally responsible. 
for mm -hmm. the sister and the the boy. Um, so no, I actually didn't call anything in this movie, which was which was That's very cool. refreshing. Probably one of the reasons yeah. I enjoyed it so much is that yeah. I kept being wrong. Um, and then and then my my favorite, and you mentioned this already in your review, the climax, the last fifteen minutes. Those those boys in the Halloween costumes, they kind of come in. They're gonna rearrange this kid's face because of of what happened to his little brother, and and straight out of a James Wan movie, <laughs> malignant style. It was the last fifteen mm -hmm. minutes of the movie was malignant. Like it was just yeah. this hair monster instead of instead of uh, this this yeah. tumor the monster. The most preposterous thing. Like it, <laughs> you know, it's like it's barbarian levels of uh, yeah. <laughs> incredulity as far as why this thing now has these powers and capability. But you don't care because you want to watch the insanity happen, and and it was yeah. glorious. Like all the little shots of the hair dangling through, and it's like crawling on the walls. It was just enough information to give you creeps, and then get you excited to see the kids just get yeah. their asses I, handed to them. I uh, which also sidebar, I don't know if you noticed, uh, uh, that's Gary Busey's son. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, yes, uh, old man Gary Busey. Uh, and now I don't want to age us uh, oh, here, but I think sure. he's almost eighty. Uh, in that little wait, the youngest actor. kid was his son. Yes, yes, oh. the, the original kid that was the bully, who then oh, got sure. his cousins to go break into a house to beat up a kid. <laughs> Again, let's not yeah hang our hat on the the writing. But they were older kids, so we were okay with them being slashed to bits and torn apart mm -hmm. those kills were excellent um yes. i loved i loved the hair and the spiders in the hair right so that's where mm -hmm. our, yep. our our cobwebs All the come from of it. Yep. like um, i said the vibe and everything the, yeah. yeah yeah it was it was excellent um yeah, just like just a, a ridiculous amount of blood underneath the piano. All those oh, yeah. touches <laughs> were great. wonderful. It made no sense, but it was great to watch. Uh, and the, like I said, the Halloween mood—it sets during Halloween. There's pumpkins everywhere. There's orange and black everywhere. Yep. It just puts you in the spirit and all the spooky things that would happen, especially with the ghost story in the house. It's like it looks cool and it—it's just a fun story. Uh, as much as I, yeah, four is harsh, but that's critical. Uh, yeah. it's a guilty pleasure it's a sure. six or seven in the heart for sure i i loved um so so sh the sister through the wall tells um peter all the things that the parents did to her and mm -hmm. convinces peter to try and kill them by poisoning their food and um the only the mother falls for it and and just you know, eats away, and the the father is kind of suspicious as to what's mm -hmm. been going on. So he just kind of waits to see what happens. And yeah. uh, the, it's the a Princess Bride moment. Yeah, the, I can't the... eat my soup. <laughs> the, <laughs> the violent uh, vomiting uh, from Lizzie Kaplan, like, I mean, and that and that's the turn. That's when we know that the movie is is changing to this to its yeah its other. Um, genre for the end uh, yeah i feel like there's another movie that did like an obscene amount of black blood vomit uh but like it's like over the top level of of puke that starts coming out <laughs> uh, it's you know it's like saturday live hose hand yeah uh, vomit yeah. <laughs> or like uh, what we do in the shadows sure when the sure. baron goes out and eats pizza <laughs> he's flying around the room like it's that kind of like over the topness yeah yeah uh yeah it's definitely been done before um 
but uh, so good, so good. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely going to be a staple. I think seasonally, you know, you look for movies that put you in the spirit of it uh, that you can watch, that you can introduce people to. You don't have to feel weirded out that they're going to be judging you. You know, this isn't Human Centipede. This isn't Hostel or Martyrs where people are going to be like really, really uncomfortable now for the rest of the day or night and maybe right. even friendship depending on how close you are. Uh, <laughs> this is like, yeah, this is just this is trick or treat just more watered down and not as lastingly impactful. Uh, and I think it's it's excellent to see. It's too bad it didn't get released. I don't really know if it would get hype if it came out right now. It might, but it's been a weird year, so I don't know it would necessarily be a slam dunk. It probably it obviously would have made more money. Yeah, simply but... just releasing in October, more people would see it. And uh, and that would have, you know, really done something. Had the reasons, yeah. I guess. I don't know why you would really at least it up against uh, Barbenheimer or whatever they were called. The it. Ad Wizards. Yeah, uh, they they figured it was the right call. So yeah. or they were just dumping it. Look, nothing makes any sense. We live in the upside down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this year has been confusing as hell. This is just another uh, tick on that column. That's true. All right, I gave it a six. And I landed at a four. And for the podcast, for The Recent Deceased, I've been Nate Roberts. Uh, I'm Rodney Godek. And we'll see you next time. Take care.